Hey, hey, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Charles Sanders, Humpy Sanders here today. I'm here with my co-host, G. Jackson. G. Jackson, what's up? What's up? <laughs> you had me, man. I'm not gonna lie. Like going into today, I was not excited, and because I was nervous, you and Smokey were not gonna be able to make the show. There was uh, definitely a, a nervous oh, Smokey. feeling. Smokey was gonna be here. He, Smokey, he, he, I knew Smokey was gonna be us, here, I mean, but you know. yeah, I know that. But like, you're you're the you're the glue, man. You're the glue that holds it together. Speaking of what it is, which is normally starts with an SH. Right. Which is, I'm gonna make y'all doing these by yourself. <laughs> soon, Shay Mako. Shay Mako's here. Speaking hey. of the SHIT. Hey, I just realized we both got W's over Brett Michaels. I didn't see. I saw that that footage of you on on, on the, the gun show. And yeah, I, I beat cool, I beat him man. last night too. So awesome! Hey. Congratulations. We'll talk about that later in the show tonight. We'll later, have a, a Scott. Scott, are you going to be in for this one? Or are you good in the background? Give us a thumbs up. Or okay, perfect. So he throws his hands up, and so he's not going to be in on this one. Uh, if he's got a question, I'm sure he'll ask me or ask it afterwards. So he'll put it in the private chat. And I'll yeah, he'll put it. it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so let's get straight to it. I see the man's in the queue. I'm excited about this one. It's been two and a half months. I've been trying to get him on, and finally, it comes to fruition. Your favorite wrestler's favorite wrestler, Sal Renaro. Sal Renaro, how are you doing, Sal? <laughs> oh, me? Yes, me? the oh, Sal Renaro. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> hey, how's it going? Good, man. How are you? I'm stupendous. <laughs> Perfect. Wow. We, we, the pre-show meeting went as about as normal as cheap heat stuff goes, where people are pulling in sideways to try to get to where it's a safe uh, spot for you to be able to do the podcast. We appreciate you, though. Well, I mean, I pulled it to my house, so I don't know if safe's the word to use. <laughs> okay. Perfect. <laughs> okay. Perfect. Well, so you've you've started a new gimmick. You've been. Uh, you know, you've been—I don't want to say like gimmickless, but like you haven't really focused in on a gimmick. I've, in the little bit I've known you, how does this uh, compare to what you're used to doing of just being an amazing wrestler? I uh, know. Yeah, I well, so it's real funny just because it's not really much of a gimmick. It's <laughs> just the world getting to see my insanity as opposed to me suppressing it. For 15 to 20 minutes on a Saturday night. Uh, it's I, I, I'm having more fun with this character than I've probably had in any facet of my career. Uh, just because, and, I, and I, I give a lot of credit to Billy Corgan and the NWA, just because they just gave me the reins. They did. Uh, yeah, you know, Billy, a uh, couple, I'd say, Whenever we did the By Any Means Necessary uh, 2, with, I don't even remember what that was now, uh, I guess the middle of last year, he pulled me aside and said, hey, uh, you're always upbeat, you're always happy. Thanks, Billy, I'm the opposite <laughs> of you. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, and he goes, there's a dark side to you. And I was like, I don't know, man, it's pretty much me. He goes, I want to see the dark side of Sal. Uh, I was like, all right, man, I'll, I'll see what I can come up with. So uh, I kind of took a look at the NWA roster and uh, said, well, what what's going to make me snap? What's going to make me lose it? And I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. The literal devil works here. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> if the devil can't make me bad, I don't know who can. So I kind of laid out this idea where uh, I joined Mitchell's crew and uh, I basically become the buff dummy for Judas, who I've known since... Uh, 
for getting a dog. <laughs> yeah, basically, we did a tag match against Abraham Lincoln back in the <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, my brother was stiff, couldn't work headlines. <laughs> I digress. Uh, so I just kind of, I knew there was natural chemistry there with me and Judas. Uh, I had the devil to play off of. So uh, I kind of threw this pitch, and he was like, oh, my God, I love it. And he kind of, he tweaked it some and, you know, added his smashing pumpkinisms to it or whatever uh, adjectives you want to put with that. But hmm. then, it, then it was just kind of like, all right, Sal, now you're with them. Go. Oh, that's it? He goes, yeah, world's your oyster. And so uh, I, it's been so much fun just exploring all these ideas. And uh, Lord knows if I had any kind of technical ability. Like, I've had some crazy st- ideas that, like, <laughs> I, I put in my notes on my phone. Like, one day somebody that's intelligent could do this for me. Clearly <laughs> not me. I have no idea what I'm doing. Uh, my, my, my 11-year-old shows me how to use my phone half the time. So, Perfect. Uh, but, yeah, it's been, it's been great. I'm, uh, I'm really excited about some of the stuff I've got lined up for the future, too. So, so the rap, so you did this, you did this rap. I don't know if anybody's seen the, I'll, I'll post it on the GP website later. You did a rap. How was that? How many takes did that take? One. One. One take. One take, take, Jake, huh? Yeah, I wrote it. Uh, That was, uh, that was, no, no, nobody asked me. The, uh, uh, (laughs) it, it, it goes back to, we were at the prior set of TVs and pay-per-view and billy announced hey we're uh next next anniversary shows and uh nwa 73 we're going to the chase we're going to st louis and because my brain doesn't work like a normal functioning humans i look to the person it could have been anybody next to me it just happened to be nick alvis but it would have it could have literally been any human he was just the poor unfortunate soul that sat next to me and uh, I look over at him, I go, man, St. Louis, you think Nelly's going to be there? <laughs> and, you know, he's kind of just like, oh, God. <laughs> what is so, someone, so, who is someone who has rolled their eyes at you after making a comment that, like, that warmed your heart the most? Because I know you're a wrestling nerd at heart. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, I, I, mean the, the, I mean, you're talking about the cream of the crops, you know, the Brian Danielsons, the yeah. the, CM, the CM Punks, Seth Rollins, Xavier Woods, uh, Adam Pierce. pretty regularly will get a high <laughs> ball. Uh, you know, uh, as a matter of fact, I was just in uh, Raleigh for SmackDown this uh, last Friday, and uh, I, I hit Sami Zayn with a couple zingers, and it was just like, <laughs> man, the more things change, huh? I was like, well... That's yeah. that's pretty rough if you get Savvy Zay to roll your yeah, roll his yeah, eyes because yeah, yeah. he's a pretty well, cheesy looking dude. It's pretty impressive to get an edge a word in edgewise with Savvy. So <laughs> it's a, it was well worth the work. So it's a, Gene can feel that through and through. Gene Jackson can feel that because he has to deal with me on a regular basis. <laughs> Gene was a huge ROH guy, so like Gene got any like question for those art like those really like that's the cream of the crop ROH days. I mean, I'm sure I could, but I'm kind of interested on the topic we're on now. Um, with with got most guys in the business right now are so hyper focused on the in ring and the moves and the spots and all that. And you being a, a veteran that you are, and and being you know more than capable in the ring, uh, how important is it for for guys, especially younger guys, 
to start working towards developing some kind of character, some kind of hook, something that makes them stand out besides just the moves. Because I've told Xander this a thousand times, like there's 10,000 great wrestlers who can do 10 million great moves. That's not really special anymore. It really doesn't make you stand out. Uh, And this upbeat Xander's character he's done, it really kind of opened a new door for him as far as showing his personality and, uh, so do you think do you think it's really important for guys to start trying new things, start coming up with a character and, and doing things that's off, you know, maybe outside their comfort zone? I think it's paramount to the future of the business. I mean, the business is built on characters. And, you know, and like like you said, I mean, I if you've watched my work, you know, like I like spots. I like, you know, oh, but you get so much more out of having an emotional connection and then doing the cool work. It, the cool moves are very cool, like you know, but it's it it means so much more when there's somebody that you care about doing something amazing as opposed to just seeing something amazing. Uh, I, I, and that's the one thing I try to impart on all the, the the younger guys I work with is, please do your cool moves, make me make me enjoy your match, and but if you if you can give me a reason to care about you before you do it, then you've already done three fourths of the work. You've well, you've already- always, you've always been that person who's been able to create a moment. You can always create a moment where the fans have a now, like I, I'm, I'm happy because I love this character gimmick that you're doing. Cause you've always had an unbelievable wealth of knowledge. And unfortunately it's tough to be, you know, our size and not have a gimmick and have that wealth of knowledge and use it successfully. How nice has it been to like been able to fall back on character? Cause it is nice. It's, it's, it, it's made the way I lay out matches uh, a lot different, uh, but it also will get me reactions earlier than, you know, cause, cause now whenever I have a break point where I can stop and just do the crazy sit and rock, the crowd comes with it. And yeah. it means so much more when, I mean, like I have, uh, I mean, I'll just lay it out cause I don't care. Uh, I've got my, my basic generic house show match formula now where it's, we'll do a quick chain wrestling sequence, blah, 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 blah. I'll find a break and sit and rock and have the guy kind of look at me odd. And then I'll snap out of the, the delusion. We'll go at it again. Waistlock, 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 break, crawl through British style, sit and rock again. At this point, the guy I'm wrestling gets hot. He charges at me with the boot. I catch it. I work my way up and the it's such an unreal feeling, but it's never failed me. And I don't, I can't put my finger on exactly why it works, but it's never not worked. Every time I catch that kick and I start working my way up, the people come up with me and I'm not doing anything. I'm literally going from standing or from sitting to standing. That's all I'm doing. I'm not like, it's not a, a you know, handspring stunner. It's not a, a corkscrew moonsault. It, I'm sitting down and now I'm standing up and every time they go, Oh, and then I'll do a, you know, like I'll do a step through roll. It's another British. <laughs> they didn't get complex. They didn't yeah, get no, complex. Yeah, no, <laughs> put lipstick on the pig. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Finally, it's where I get to the point where I can snapmare the guy. Now he's seated. I hop over him. I sit down next to him. Now we're both sitting and rocking and then he gets hot and we go into real physicality. 
how, uh, how early how early were you calling like stuff like this because i i can see how because i've i've got to wrestle you once or twice and it's a, it's fun because this is exactly the way you talk to people during before and after yes, yes. i mean is it just something to where it's just when did that happen when did that start happening for you because how long, uh, how long have you been doing this by the way this is year 24 what year is this 22 yeah so my first 22. match was in 98 so uh yeah this is <laughs> 24 how how are how early on did you start talking like that because you did it even without a gimmick like you were just being your pal sal doing yeah uh it, honestly once the once i started getting comfortable in wild side uh really on the friday night show so i met i'd say about 2001 is when i really got my feet under me at wild side uh it just kind of how often were you working during those times? I mean, we, we were doing a Friday night show every Friday. We had TVs up there <laughs> the first and third Saturday of every month. And then I would fill in the blanks. So we're talking, you know, plus I would do trainings and stuff. Uh, so I would say I was in the ring at least four days a week. Uh, you know, and I mean, like, I'm one of those guys where I, I, I'm either fortunate or unfortunate. It's perspective. Hmm. Uh this is all I've ever known, you know, like I, I remember very vividly being in my third grade class uh, with Miss Bradshaw and she's going around the class. Like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And little Tommy wants to be a doctor and little Fred wants to be a, uh, an electrician. And little Tammy wants to be a dinosaur. And, you know, well, what do you want to be, Sal? Well, I want to be a wrestler. Oh, well, little Tammy has a better shot at being a <laughs> You do, but like that's, it's all, it's the only thing I've ever wanted to do, you know? So like, I've been, even, even as a kid, when I was just watching, I didn't know I was studying, but I was studying. So when it came to the basics, you know, or the concept of laying out a match, once that, once that light bulb switched, or I was like, oh no, we do this for this. I was like, oh, oh. And then I kind of had a lot of the tools in my tool belt already. So uh, even, I mean, when I was, you know, I, I started going up to those Cornelia training sessions to learn. And within six months, the trainers were asking me questions. Well, what would you do? <laughs> what do you think about this? And it's just, you know, I'm fortunate in that. Uh, or, you know, unless, you know, you're somebody that's like, oh, no, he, he was smart, but have been like a mathematician. Or yeah, something. you've been you've been yeah, you've been that I, locker room leader for a really long time. And I, I think most of it is more just passion. You know, I just yeah. I love wrestling. I just I, I it's it's not it's not disguisable. It's indistinguishable. Like I uh, I learned a lot from Jimmy uh, Jimmy Rave, where you know, like I don't want to be good. I want everybody to be good. Yeah, because the yeah. more good, good more good people's like more good people I have in a locker room, the more good matches I can have. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, it's, I've never been the guy to walk into a room and, you know, give the raw, raw speech and like, Hey guys, you know, this is the future and blah, whatever. No, I, you're, you're always that guy that walks up and he helps every match. He's, you watch, you watch far more wrestling than you should. Like I watch unnecessary amounts of it. You watch far more than what your sanity should allow you to. 100%. And that's why the insane character is not that hard. That's why, <laughs> that's why, that's why it's not a big weight. It's, uh... So, you know, we talked about how, you know, you, you came up in the early days of Ring of Honor and, you know, you shared the ring and good friends with guys like Brian Danielson, CM Punk, 
And in that day, when you guys were, were going in, in Ring of Honor, you know, wrestling was still kind of controlled by the, you know, the big men and, and you know, Vince's, you know, perfect uh, idea of what a wrestler should be, you know, which was always yeah. the big, the big muscle man, Batista types. Like, back in Ring of Honor, back in those days when you guys were coming up, did, did any of you really foresee a time where, you know, Brian Danielson and CM Punk could be on top of the business and and reach the level that they have now. Even Claudio, because Claudio, Claudio wasn't really a, like I mean, Claudio was not even looked at as like a big guy to be It's well, pretty amazing. It, it, uh, the answer is yes and no. I mean, like it's it's there's two locker rooms I've been in in my life that have had the same atmosphere where it's a, it's a total team effort where everybody's working for that common goal where whether you're pre-show match one or main event, everybody is busting their balls to do right by this company to help expand the company. And that was that Ring of Honor locker room and the current NWA locker room. Uh, you know, I would say forever, I would I would go do these, these ROH shows and I would come back to Georgia and be like, guys, you need to book Ryan Danielson. <laughs> and they go, why would I want to book this guy? He's, he's generic. He's a wrestler. I don't want to... I, and I'm like, no, 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 no. He He's so much more than that. And they just, they, they, they wouldn't see it, you know? And I was just like, no, like, I, I promise you, this guy is more than it. So, like, well, like, I knew, like, if you give him the ball, he's going to score every single time. See him pump, you give him a microphone. You, you, he's undeniable. It's undeniable. You give him a live microphone in two minutes, and he's going to make you want to buy a ticket for the next show, and the show after that, and the show after that. And I, I used to have to drive that point home to a lot of guys. Like, look, guys, when we're at a show, we are not there to sell tickets for that show. Those tickets are already sold. What can we do to get a butt every 18 inches next week, and the week after that, and the week after that? And you see guys like, you know, Joe, I mean, you, you went down that roster. I mean, it's stupid. It's, <laughs> and, like, I was fortunate enough to, like, I understood when I was on those shows, like, oh, my God, I don't belong here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, somebody's going to figure this out. Like, I'm, I'm, sitting at, I'm sitting at the curtain, and I'm getting paid to watch Brian, getting paid to watch Homicide, <laughs> getting paid to watch Joe, Aries, Roddy, like all these guys are like, oh no, <laughs> the secret's gonna okay. get out. So, and I will, and I will say this story because Sal is truly a pal. Real quick, my only opportunity, and I've destroyed it, and will probably never get another chance at ROH. I show up and like nervous, couldn't breathe, couldn't do anything. I set my stuff down in the second locker room. And Sal goes, oh, no, 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 roll locker room. This is ours. And he helped me, guide me to the correct locker room so I didn't get uh, murdered by, <laughs> by the great, uh, probably Bubba Ray Dudley or someone like that who would have thrown me out of there very quickly. So, Sal, I do greatly appreciate that. I, 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 I try to look out for others. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> because I was going to die. I, I would have died in there. There would have been no doubt about it. It would have been over for you immediately. Yeah, uh, yeah. But, yeah, no, no, it's... And that's part of the thing, you know, like, uh, ironically, here's a story for you that you'll appreciate. So, uh, like I said, Friday, I was, I was booked for SmackDown and, uh, I was one, I was me and my buddy Marv, we were the first two extras there. Friend uh, of the show, by the way, Marv's great friend. He had a podcast interview with us a couple weeks ago, Bart. Friend. There it is. Yes. Great, great, great friend of, uh, great friend of the pod, Marv. <laughs> who, yeah, I mean, he's, he's my, he's my go-to guy on the road now. He is. Uh, 
And so uh, Morb and I are booked for Raleigh. We walk in. First person we see is uh, Kenny Dykstra, who's the, who's the guy that books the extras now. So we're catching up with Kenny. We go to uh, where you fill out your W-9s and do your paperwork and all that stuff. As we're doing that, two more guys, two, three people walk in, two in suits and one that looks like uh, Forrest Gump when he's on the mile-long run. I mean, <laughs> full boogie beard, torn up shirt, ripped up jean shorts, and I'm like, who's this guy? And one of the kids, I mean, and I've never met this kid before in my life. He goes, oh, this is my dad. <laughs> <laughs> you brought your dad to work well, I mean, he just he just kind of followed me in and nobody stopped him <laughs> you need to stop him <laughs> that is not their job sir <laughs> dad things are going to happen get him out of here now and until you get him out of here don't talk to me again yep, yep. I don't want any of that on yep. me yeah, yeah. Uh, and, you know, sure enough, this kid was like, "Oh, for real?" I was like, "You're talking to me. Stop it." Yes, <laughs> if I'm saying it, yes. If I'm trying to get this, oh man. So, okay, there's one more question, and the guy who you actually—I'm pretty sure you faked this arm injury, so you didn't have to wrestle him in Tennessee one time—is <laughs> going to ask this question very now. This is Scott Morgan. Scott Morgan, what's your question? All right, so, so. You're on everybody's go-to list of people that they want to wrestle. So I'm kind of curious who's on your list you haven't had the opportunity to be in the ring with that you would like to uh, like to do so. Number one's Boogeyman. No questions asked. That's the uh, I would love to do something with the Boogeyman. He was he was he was in he was in Alabama recently. He was in Huntsville recently. Well, well so I just I just did a show with him in Kentucky not too long ago, and I was like. Guys, how do we like slide me in on it? Like, so uh, wait, 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 wait. Before you go any further, if I can get Boogie Man versus you, will you come to Alabama? Absolutely. I'm already sold. Alabama licensed. I've got the oh, license. Double yeah. sold. Double yeah, no, no. The, the, the hard work's done. You, you, give me, <laughs> you give me a date. I promise you a hundred thousand times I'm there. Uh, heck yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> I, I was actually scheduled to book him or work him once. This was, uh, 2014, I guess, and I shot a bunch of vignettes where I was doing my boogeyman training, which included like hiding under the bed so I would get over my fear of the dark and <laughs> and eating gummy worms so I could be prepared. <laughs> to have, uh, but b before I even got to put any of those out, they uh, they ended up pulling them from the show for whatever reason. You still but, have uh, those, correct? You still have those. Oh, I would update them. I'd, I'd pretty them okay. up. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay, okay. So number four, then give us number four. Yeah. So let's see. Uh, who? Uh, I mean, there's so much talent out there. Um, uh, Carrie Morton. I'd love to get in there with Carrie. Uh, we've done one brief spot at the uh, in, in, for NWA. It was a big cluster battle royal deal, and we did one one little thing. But I would love to get a get a full match with Carrie. Um, uh, I'm trying to think who else is out there. That's that's really on my hit list. I know there's a couple. Uh, oh, what's his name? This, this was a hard question because I'm so bad. <laughs> Perfect. Um, Scott, Scott would throw the hardest thing at you possible. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> it puts you in the spot to where you can't get past it. He, he tends to do that. That's his, what, what he, he considers working. Is he uh, just hey, murders you with questions that are impossible you, to answer. When you have a skill, you have a skill, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm not bad. Um, 
Oh, heaven's the best. So, I, so I would suggest I would buy. I would like to see you versus like Ben Buchanan because Ben does so well at like just portraying like that douchey kind of young kid character to where your well, character would work well as a baby face. Ben and I actually had a, did a did a match in Anarchy. Uh, ah, yeah. that rocked. It was really. It was, and I got, to, I got to do my favorite false finish. Uh, he was so happy about it. Uh, I, I stole it. I stole it directly from a Jeff Jarrett superstar squash match, where I'm pretty sure the clip is out. You know, the clip's got to be out there. But I, it's one of those things that just stuck with me my whole life. Jarrett's just squash match guy. You know, just destroying this guy's life. Finally, guy gets a couple shots in, shoots Jarrett. Reverse. The guy goes for a drop kick. Jarrett holds on. The guy crashes, and Jarrett just pins him. One, two, three. Hold <laughs> I saw that oh. recently. Yes. Okay. Yeah. It's so good. It's so like I've always said, like, man, people bought that. So like when I worked Ben, I was like, hey, I got an idea for a false finish. And so you know, I lay it out. Blah 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 blah. You go for the drop kick. I hold on. All jackknife pin you. <laughs> and he's like, well, what else? I go, well, then you kick out. <laughs> what else? And, you know, he's he's kind of like, "Are you sure?" I go, "I promise you." And they bit so. I mean, it was one, two, oh, <laughs> and we were in the ring, and I was like, "See, <laughs> like, yeah, you're you're somebody uh, who catches people all the time from situations you shouldn't be catching people from, and winning and then, with it." <laughs> no, and, then, and that's and that's you know, Kurt Angle. What I actually just Marvin and I were just talking about this on the road coming back from Raleigh. Where I was like, you know, it's Kurt Angle won the world heavyweight title from the big show with a headlock takeover. <laughs> like, that's, I mean, and why wouldn't he? He's Olympic gold medalist, Kurt Angle. Like, yeah, hey, you just do a wrestling move and win. That <laughs> shockingly, that works, right? I'm, I've always been real big on trying to take things out of their paint by numbers place in a match. Like, why can't I do an international in the middle of my cutback? Why, you know, like, why do I, why can I only do drop down, link prong, hip toss, arm drag, drop kick in the first three minutes? Why, why, why can't I do it later? That was, you know? that was Jimmy. Jimmy would do that all the time, too. He pulled that out of his hat all the time. And that's 100% where, you know, that was, that was the stuff we would talk about incessantly. Like, why, why can't I just do this top rope arm drag? Instead of like, well, I don't have to do a run Let me just drag you out of this, and then we can go into something. Uh, and it's just like, especially when people are so conditioned to see something somewhere. When you see it over and over and over and over, and then you put it somewhere different, it's like, oh, oh, people, they bought minute. every top. They oh, bought so every single it, top. It's a, it's, 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 you know, it's a warm hug that you don't expect. You know, yeah. like, oh, yeah. it's uh. It, but yeah, I loved working with Ben and uh, you know, like and it's 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 still crazy to me. Like for whatever reason, Bull it loves me. Which yeah. just like in my brain doesn't make sense. It basically like, makes no sense, yeah. It's yeah, like brother, you're you. Like <laughs> <laughs> you're doing top rope leg drops and nonsense yeah, like that, dude. Like, well, I, I I paid to watch you open WrestleMania. You don't <laughs> you don't acknowledge my existence. Okay. <laughs> Like, I'm not mad at you, uh, but Bull loves me. And then, like, I did the match with Ben, and he was just like, oh, my God, thank you so much. I'm like, oh, what? Hey, you're welcome. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, that was that was the one. That was the uh, answer I gave him because we. I, I've got to wrestle him one time, and that was the. He, he said thanks. I appreciate it. And I was like, "You're welcome." Hell, I don't know. Like, uh, you're. Yeah. Th- <laughs> thank you. <laughs> you're awesome. Uh, yeah, he's he's awesome, man. I love yeah. man. I love bull. And I see that uh, uh, Ben's little brother's starting to do wrestling With too. It's just a matter of time before I'm putting over another view camera. <laughs> it's it's it happens. It's just the way the story arc's gonna be. Yes, yes, no. Well, Sal, man, we appreciate you being on here. This was well worth it. Hopefully, we can have you back on. Um, I know Gene has been kind of talking to me privately, and I know you're good friends with Shane Knowles. They do an yeah. old school dives all the time where they come on and talk about obscure wrestling and stuff that I would never know anything about, and they would love to have you on here. Absolutely. Tie me yeah. all the way up, man. We are oh, actually, yeah. I, uh, for whatever reason, just because insanity, I decided uh, about two years ago to go back and rewatch every episode of Raw <laughs> and, and then intersplice it with the pay-per-views up until Nitro. And then it's Raw, Nitro, pay-per-views, clashes, and all that stuff. And I'm, uh, I'm actually on the Survivor, Survivor Series 97 right now. Oh, uh, but yeah. I mean, it, it's just... There's, it's it's so funny going back and watching some of that stuff with the perspective I have now, and just like guys that I'm like, well, I thought you were great. You're the worst. Okay, so who is the one person? Because like I'm not a big. Uh, okay, I'm gonna catch you for this, but I'm not a big Bret Hart fan. No, no, uh, that's the no, that's the answer. That's the answer. That is 100 percent the answer. And I get I get slack for this all the time. I, I tell them all the time, sales my only ally. Then, yes. oh. look, look, well, Sal, it's been fun, man. Sal, <laughs> uh, you're I'll breaking just, up, man. We're sorry. I'll, I'll, I'll just say that. Go back and watch King of the Ring '95. He takes three, three, three pile drivers from Jerry the freaking King. Not like random dude that's not known for us but jerry the freaking king lawler bret hart takes three pile drivers i can't even give him one of these like <laughs> that's cool like bro when you get hot see, you ain't not, see i can i can say this i never said brett was a nice guy i can see brett being a dick like i can hands down see bret hart being a total dick when he needs to be a dick but in the ring like watching him and how how clean he was and all that, I love his in ring. I don't know the guy personally, this but is, I can this tell he first, could be a dick. This is the first time Mako's been into this podcast since we. <laughs> <laughs> like, I ain't said a word, but you start talking shit about Bret Hart. <laughs> My God, he I, it's there's little things that drives me nuts. I watched him versus Diesel, and he's going. He just starts off throwing hands with Diesel, you know, trading shots and like, hey, spoiler alert. <laughs> You're not seven foot and three thirty. I didn't make it that way. I swear to God, it's not my call, or I would have made me seven foot three thirty. Like, a little chihuahua, you know, you like I, to bite. You know, I, 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 you can bite, but you can help. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta, you gotta sell when you get bit too. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's right. All right, so I can't defend any of the th- any of the points you brought up. I have to just and, and also keep in mind. My all-time favorite match is Sean versus Brett at WrestleMania. So maybe I'm just the asshole. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, 
I can well, see him being an asshole. I can see him in the ring doing it because you know he hated Diesel. You know all that stuff. I can see him taking his little bits where it was Lawler. He's like, dude, you're not me. And Lawler being like, I'm gonna apologize. And Brett's like, I'm not gonna give you that. Like, not gonna happen. Definitely gonna be that guy. This, this is the entire point of me bringing Sal on tonight. It's just so I, I can defend. I knew someone could defend yes. me for this Bret Hart take. So Sal, if Bret anything, never lost his damn that. smile though. So. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> <laughs> Look, everybody has their faults, okay? Yeah, it's because Brett never smiled. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah, I was going to follow it up with that, but yeah, okay. I'm glad you Perfect. Okay, so Sal, you've got what, NWA? you got a pay-per-view coming up with? Yeah, we got big pay-per-view coming up at the end of the month, August 27th, 28th. Double-check your calendars for that. It's two-night pay-per-view, NWA 74. Night one, uh, it will be the uh, miserably faithful... Uh, James Mitchell's miserably faithful against the ill-begotten in a hardcore match, or they, they've got some name on it. The Beelzebuzz. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. No, you got it right. You got it right. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then night two, me and Gags the Gimp will be taking part in the uh, U.S. Cha- uh, U.S. Tag Champ Battle Royal. Oh wow. Uh, yeah, that's where you so, shine. By the way, that's where you shine. If people don't know, Sal is a experienced battle royal earlier. And and because I'll, I'll go ahead and this is the headline. This is the this is the quote you could you could lead off on all your news sites with. A uh, little spoiler alert on this one because it's for the U.S. titles. Yes, it's true. I am getting Lex Luger tribute gear made for for the battle royal. Yes, congratulations. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> last year in St. Louis, because I mean, like, keep in mind we're back at the chase, like, which is a huge deal for like a nerd like me. Yes. Uh, you know, like, so when we were going into the chase last year, all the podcasts I did, I would ask the host, like, do you know how many people have walked on the moon? Like, human carbon beings walked on the moon. The answer is 12. The chase is the moon to me. Like, it was just not even an option, right? Like, the last time that somebody had run the chase prior to us last year was 1991. And even though I've been around forever, <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't around forever and today. So, <laughs> I, so like getting to wrestle at the chase, you know, like, dude, this is the place that much Nick booked, that flair defended the title, that Harley defended the title, DiBiase, Von Eric, you know, Dick, the bruiser, the crusher, I mean, you name them. St. Louis was the place to be in the territory days. And now I'm in the chase, like doing the same thing. And it's plus Flair was there. Like, just sidebar, Flair's in the ring at the NWA show, putting over the NWA world title in an NWA ring. I'm at I'm I'm the only one at the curtain. <laughs> That's my, crazy. Right? Because like here's Rick freaking Flair talking about the legacy and importance of the NWA title. And he's going through it. I'm just like, this is cool as crap. <laughs> and then I finally feel somebody behind me you know maybe after five minutes so i turn it's billy corgan <laughs> and I'm like here i am in a building i never thought was imaginable <laughs> and it's a sound sandwich with rick flair <laughs> and the lead singer of the smashing pumpkins is the bread like sometimes life doesn't make uh, any sense right that's a, that's a warm hug that's a warm hug right yeah. there isn't right? It? <laughs> and so you know now but not and you know fast forward a year we're back in the chase and uh like i'm so like and like i'm in a featured match on the first night of the pay-per-view which is super cool uh you know the second night i plan on bringing home a title so like 
really, really stoked about that. Then the you know, plus we've got legends coming in, Barry Windham, uh JJ Dillon, Baby Doll, and then uh the next three nights we'll be down in Nashville for the TV, the power tapings, the, the NWA USA tapings, and uh Ricky Steamboat's coming in for that. So uh yeah, some some cool stuff up on the horizon. Awesome, awesome. Well, it's definitely deserved, Sal. I, I mean, once again, you will be we will we will be in contact with you, and we're going to try to get you featured on some other GP exclusive stuff. Yeah, it's, it's come on. Awesome. I, awesome. I, I, I love rambling about wrestling, especially the old <laughs> stuff. I mean, like you yep. give me. Give me time to ramble about pro wrestling. Uh, hey, it's always I, we always want it to be. Yeah, you guys get an Ahmed Johnson special. You sign me older. <laughs> I, I think Shane Knowles could be convinced to do that. We, we can make that happen. Ahmed's my dude. I could go on for six hours about how great he was. Awesome. Which is, right. which is ironic. He couldn't go six hours. Yeah, I, was to say, I don't think he's got six hours of footage out there. I, was like, I don't think Ahmed Johnson could spend six hours talking about how good he was. No, but I'll do it. Okay. Well, Sal, we will have you on soon, man. We're going to go to commercial break, guys, on the backside of that. Thank you once again, Sal. We will see you soon buddy have a good one bye we're gonna go on commercial break and on the back side of it we're gonna do uh top time top five moves uh that are my least favorite of all time does that sound good to y'all all right, cool. <laughs> Are you looking to have a good time? Well, head on down to Happy Hour Comedy Club and Restaurant in Aniston, Alabama. Shoot you some pool, play you some darts, or head on over to the bar and get you a cold beer or one of them fancy cocktail drinks. They got all that. You hungry? Get you one of the best pizzas in Aniston or anything else off the menu. They got burgers, tacos, chicken wings, anything you want. Every Thursday night, they got open mic comedy and karaoke. And live comedy every Friday and Saturday night with some of the top comedians from across the United States. Go to happyhourcomedyclub.com for more information and tell them why did Jenkins sent you. Hey guys, this is Wolfie D from PG13. Check out my podcast, Live and in Color with Wolfie D, every Monday at noon. We're talking Memphis, we're talking ECW, WCW, WWF, everywhere that I've been. We even have some great guests, some Hall of Famers on the show with us. Every Monday at noon, Live and in Color with Wolfie D. You like barbecue? Well, of course you do, unless you're some kind of weirdo or wasn't raised right. So if you want to get some of the best barbecue around, check out P3 Barbecue. Our buddy David Estes does it up right. He'll be glad to cater to your next event or just send you some of his award-winning sauce right there to your own doorstep. Go over and check them out on the Facebooks at facebook.com slash P3 Barbecue or give old David a call at 901-679-3452 and tell him Whitey Jenkins sent you. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Give Me Back My Pro Wrestling, the podcast that's based on the old school, but can still help you find the good stuff from today. Dangerous Dan Colley, the Professor Jimmy Street, and the Plastic Sheik Jared are the undisputed six-man tag team champions of the wrestling podcast world. From thought-provoking topics to superstar interviews to action figure expertise, this trio does it all, and all they ask is... Give me back my pro wrestling. Every other Thursday, wherever you listen to podcasts. Get ready to get inspired. It's Xander's Inspirational Podcast, the brand new podcast with upbeat Xander's as he has one-on-one podcast sessions that both inspire and inform. 
Check it out as Xanders has a one-on-one interview with some of your favorite people in and out of the professional wrestling business. Give it a listen on GPTVLive.com. It's the Old School Dives Pro Wrestling Podcast with Shane Knowles and Gene Jackson. Every episode, they will take a deep dive into old school professional wrestling, pro wrestlers, events, all sorts of great topics will be covered every two weeks right here on Old School Dives. You can find it at CheapHeatTVLive.com and at YouTube.com slash CheapHeatTV. It's Old School Dives with Shane Knowles and Gene Jackson. Hey. Welcome back, everybody. Back here on Cheap Heat TV. It's uh, Sunday. I'm here with me, Gene, Scotty, and Mako. How was let, fun interview? Let me just yeah. Let me just say right now, just in all seriousness, I know we, we give you a hard time <laughs> and we break your balls on here a lot, but yeah, I gotta say, Sal was an excellent guest as promised. Fun he interview. did a great job with the interview, and uh, that was a lot of fun. And uh, I hope we have him back on because uh, yep. he. Uh, Bad. It's it's unbelievable. The knowledge and uh, Dude, it's crazy. Personality, man. He really is a personality. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hey, once we gotta again, him and Mar- we got to get Mar- him and Marv on together on some, some podcast. So, I was about to say, so like, so Marv and Sal's relationship, they don't talk about it much because you see a very, like, very briefly mentioned, they kayfabe each other. Like, they kayfabe each other so hard. So them two are way worse than what me and Scott are because, like, Sal is just ruthless with poor old Marv. <laughs> I feel bad for poor little Marv because he's always puppy dogged and always big <laughs> Sal fan and Sal Sal's ruthless man. That's where I learned. I just a lot wish of it more from. people would like. I wish more people would understand like like this show right here. If we can get the word out just to watch that, just to listen to some of the things that he says, like people would actually like take some of that shit to heart. Because I heard it last night, like not thrown it, but James Storms was there. I swear to you, he said the exact same thing all the older guys will tell the genesis i don't know the guy i don't know he was he was talking to him and he was you know how do you want me to do something and you know james was like look you know i get it but people like out there like in this show right here it's just good to like have like like he said he had that match he kind of broke it down this is he got already ready to go every time he hits a house show guys gotta realize that like you get back there it's like i wish guys would like do that more like get with vets and vets will tell you like Man, less is so much more at these shows. It's the same thing last night that we did. It was just like, I like older guys. Like, hands down, my favorite thing in this business is always the older guys because you go back there and it's like you don't have to sit there and pretend you know the move. They're going to give you something. Like, I want to do a, a slingshot, Rana Blukalakla. You're like, what, dude? What are we doing? Like, does anybody know what that is? Like, but the, the other guys are like, hey, this is what we're going to do. We're going to go out there. We're going to go bop, 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 boom, boom, boom. And the crowd goes, ah, and you're like, <laughs> it worked. It, it, you're like you're in the ring, like there, and you're, you're like, oh, okay. This uh, from now on, you just tell me what you it, want me to do. It's, it's going to be one of those shows where you break kayfabe, I guess. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean, but that's always been the way it is, and it's it's kind of um, it makes it kind of hard to deal with sometimes because it is like when even whenever I was really young and like Sal was in that locker room and he, he alluded to Jimmy and I kind of wanted to ask him about Jimmy a little bit more, but I just, it's a weird subject still. And it's, it's, I was also afraid he was going to get into a 15 minute about Jimmy, which I'd been fine with, but you know how, you know how Smokey is with Tommy and Smokey have a very distinct plan going throughout. So like, we'll, we'll talk about him later on, but in that locker room, you just went up to people. Like if you were even close to even thought you were the younger guy, you just went up to him and said, Hey, what are we doing? And they had a game plan. Yeah. And, and it's, it's just, there's so many people who, if you walk up to them and say, Hey, what's the game plan? 
I don't it's know. It's just it's weird. <laughs> I, 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 think, I think really what happens is I'm thinking more in my head. It was when he was talking. I was I was thinking I was like a lot of this falls on the fact that you know the 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 promoters and the bookers. You know when you get there, they're not really setting the tone for the entire you know locker room too. Like I feel like guys are kind of in there for a free for all when it should be like he said. Everybody should be trying to get better. Shows so shows is, shows that do better and shows that produce and get better and always succeed. The promoter or the booker or whatever you want to call that person is involved with it. It's not yeah. a matter of if it's, it's a matter of is. Cause so my favorite show to be on was always, and I think it was the closest thing I've ever been to like a high, high, high is WWN down in Florida where Trevor would sit there. Like I said, they have meetings and they mm -hmm. say, everybody call out, you know, this, 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 and they made sure everybody. And I was like, this is nice. Like this, if I was going to do something, this would be how I'd like it run because everybody's on such a high caliber, but they made sure everybody understood like, Hey, this is one of our guys. He does this. Nobody else. I don't want to, you know, like, I like that. Like, I mean, I just think behind, if we're pulling the curtain back since out, I just feel like that's something like I wish more people were on that level of, of just, just being planned out better like that. Because like last night, I think the show, you know, APW was a great show. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. I, I could, the crowd was there. Like they, I know you saw the face. It was hot. I, I give do you want to, do that. you want to do a Mako's moment here in a second about the EPW? Cause we'll get I'm, back to that. We'll, we'll mean, go, we'll go back to it. No, no, no. If that's what you want to do, I'm, I'm no, no. I'm just saying, I want like, you to let's, cut something. Let's, let's, like, let's just. Oh, I just cut it. I'm moment. just telling you, like, there's certain times. Okay, where so I'm very, is like, a great lately, talk. lately, lately, the shows that I've been on, just you know, me, like, because you know, even with the Pro South farewell thing, that was great too. I mean, I just, I don't know, certain guys I've been working with lately, I've been privileged now to finally get a little <laughs> bit to where it's, it's been fun. It's like getting, you know, that mojo back. We're like, damn, this is really fucking fun again. You're welcome. That's us, me and Scott. That's, he's talking. that's uh, who Scott. That's uh, who he's talking about there, working with. Who wasn't there at these shows? <laughs> oh, just hey, me. I had to hear. I've had to hear about it. I've had to hear about it. I've had to hear about it. I was like, "Where are the gentlemen? Hey, how come you guys? How they let you your, drop by your yourself? microphone was covered? It was like, like this, and I couldn't understand what you were saying, Gene. I'm sorry for the podcast listeners. It, I had an excuse for Scott. I didn't have one for Xander. I was like, nobody has an excuse. Scott's over there building gear and logos for people. He's getting paid on the side. He picked up really, really good work doing that. Xander's is just Xander's is trying to get the most insane for, person in his, pro wrestling for his now, outfit now. for his podcast he's looking for <laughs> that is he's true like, he's laying out his outfit for sunday xander's xander's is the home watching bad wrestling <laughs> i will say i will say the name of it well i mean like sal, being sal bad it's a bad athlete I, I like to think sal is who i strive to be in a professional wrestling because well, he's, right, he's 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 yeah, he's got that part where he actually yeah that's the house, that's so. the that's the problem where he catches me on i'm bigger we got, than he is we gotta get sal like, okay, the only part you're missing is that Look, part where you if, actually leave the house you get, and do if the you show. get sal if you get sal Renato at a show i'll show up that is you, get, you put that I'm on hoping, the I'm, really, I, I'm hoping people because I mean if it's two things the the, the Marv show and the South show now those are two props to you for you know actually being friends with people on the outside <laughs> like your two friends that you do have but yeah. I'm glad you got them all and people should actually go back and watch those I I, I pushed the the Marv show big time this is another one like I just think that people can gather a lot from those I know that we usually shoot the shit 90 percent of the time but if people actually want to watch and like but I mean listen, it's like, like people can people can debate whether we know what we're talking about or whether our, you know, the stuff we say has any value or not. That dude but I mean, about. Sal's been there and done it. There's footage to prove it. There's plenty of people that can back him up. So you don't have to believe what we say, but when a guy like Sal says it, or a guy like Marv says, it, who's been there and done it, like you can't, you can't argue yeah. that you can't argue with success. You can't argue with experience. And, uh, like I said, you know, Sal is on a first name basis with some of the biggest stars in the business guys that a lot of these people that we're talking about, are big fans I wanted to of, ask or, him. That was one of the... for lack of a better word. And so 
listen to Sal and, and he, he's got there's value to what he says. And if you want to if you want to get somewhere, you want to make something yourself. Listen to this guy because he I'm, I'm a lot of knowledge in a small amount of time right there. I wanted I yeah. wanted him to give us an opinion on who he thinks is better out of those guys because he, he name dropped some pretty big names there. And like those guys are at the top of the business. Who's the best one right now? I mean, in y'all's opinion, I, I mean, I see Danielson doing promos and he's not working as much, but everything he's doing is big fight feel. Like even against opponents, he's that's like way down the tier list of him. He makes them feel big fight every time. What's crazy to me is, is Danielson has been at the top of the top. I mean, like you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like his run with the Yes Movement and him as the champion and him winning at WrestleMania was huge. But there's still people who have kind of that opinion, like Sal said, you know, they were saying to him when he said, bring him to Atlanta, they were like, uh, he's kind of boring. Uh, he's not really like d- people is do not people give Danielson credit for yeah. just how good he is of a character of mic work. As the I character mean, of technical wrestler, he's top. I mean, he's in there. He's in that top role. But I mean, he he has the ability to. I mean, just mm-hmm. like his whole, and I mean, this could be an element of his real personality, but just like his heel run as the eco-friendly champion yeah. in WWE, like he went from being the most beloved, you know, guy in the company to being this asshole heel, and you believed it, you know, yeah. and I, probably because there's probably a shred of his real personality in that, or probably a lot of his real. Yeah, the personality eco thing is definitely him, but like. <laughs> He's the kind of guy I think kind of a throwback to like the Jerry Lawlers and Bill Dundee's I grew up on. Like Brian Danielson could go out on Wednesday night, cut a promo at the beginning of the show, turn complete babyface, have every person in that building on his side, and come back out at the end of the night and turn completely 100% heel before the show goes off the air and everybody would hate him. He's that, he's that good. It's fun. That's the, that's kind of, that's the kind of fun stuff. That's the kind of fun stuff. I think, that I'm I think Sal would be a lot like us. So if you asked him that question, I think he put everybody in categories. I don't think he'd ever say anybody's the, yeah, the no. best. I think he put, like, in ring, he'd be like Danielson, CM Punk, like he said, on the mic. You think Danielson I think, is the best? Because I, I have the opinion that Rollins is probably. I think Rollins is probably the best in ring. Like, just match quality-wise, like his match quality. And, like, I'm, I'm imagining I could It would I depend could on what you like stylistically. I could see him and Logan Paul having probably one of the better matches, period. And like to where it would be different with the Brian Danielson match. I believe Seth Rollins matches his style with everyone super well, no matter what that style is. But I, I, yeah, I think that's another one of those things where you get back to the whole it's, it's a matter of opinion. opinion uh, Yeah. Because, but I haven't seen Rollins have a bad match with anybody. Uh, that I mean, like, I haven't seen anything like Danielson have a bad match with anybody, but I've seen a lot of matches where I've, after watching I've that Seth Rollins, well, I've seen a lot of matches with Seth Rollins where I'm like, wow, that dude stepped up his game to where every time, if, even if Danielson has to just work a broomstick, he'll work a broomstick. That's what I was going to say. The reason why there's one person that I just don't know why, but I can't, is Cody. Cody, I saw Cody go against Janela, and I was just like, God, Janela's so bad. And Cody still worked it. He still was out there making this guy somewhat look like he should be on TV. And I was like, man, if he's not good. Because I could not believe that they could put Janela on TV like that. And Cody actually somehow made this guy look like he could wrestle. Because Janela is just a – he's a gimmick guy. I get that. But Cody actually worked. And I was like, Cody's very – Cody's, Cody's underrated. Just yeah, um, Cody's my dude right now. I don't know I'm what not going to say I haven't seen off. Cody he's have – I was about to say that Cody's I've not – I've seen Cody have enough. some bad matches here and there. But overall – 
I mean, you'll never convince me that Cody's the one that made Darby Allen on that pay-per-view. I yeah. don't think he would be at the level he's at now if Cody hadn't went there and had the competitive match he had with him on that pay-per-view and made him right at the very beginning of AEW. I think he would have been a, a small, another mid-card guy that's willing to dive off of anything and half kill himself. But he made Cody made him look credible in that match to the point that he's rode that wave ever since. He's Real got that quick. Triple H in him, I think. I feel like he's got that behind the well, scenes. I he mean, dude, he's wrestling. got that. He's got that. Uh, his daddy in him too, to where he's that fiery baby face when he has to be. He knows how to get that. He knows how to Vince get that fire to where he time. seems. Well, he seems like a average Joe that you wouldn't want to meet in the back alley. Like that's that's always been like the what makes a good baby face is being in the back alley. Would you want to fight them if you tried to steal their girlfriend? Like that's how I've always seen like a good like baby face whenever it comes to being a Cody Rhodes style baby face. It's the same way. It looks like he can steal your girlfriend from wanting to do whatever. I mean, he, he looks like a credible fighter when it comes to professional wrestling. Real quick, side note, um, Sal messaged me and said AC Mack was the guy he was thinking of of who he wanted to wrestle if he had an opportunity uh, to wrestle somebody right now. I would I also like to see him and David Ali too. I'm sure he's probably wrestled David Ali a couple of times in Georgia, but those are some guys that are really good at I, that. I, I love AC. Aac's what I've, I've, I've AC's, yeah, AC's yeah, AC trained me. He helped train me a little bit too. Very he's talented, guy. Yeah. All right, cool. So, but no, I think I think Cody Rhodes is up there. That, but I, I just think it's I a think Randy of, could be. I, th- I still think Randy's the guy, but I just don't think he gets the body of work anymore. I just don't, I don't think, think he cares to be that guy. I just think he could be. If you gave him a storyline, told Randy to go out there and do his thing. He could right there be all over again and just be like, oh, Randy's the uh, shit. Agreed. Agreed if it was storyline stuff, but like those I've guys. And I, I mean, even AJ Styles, AJ Styles still creates something out of nothing. Like, the weird thing about AJ is AJ, as much as everybody likes AJ Styles, I, I, I like him. I just, I don't know why. I just don't. He's, he's never been that guy to me. Like, whenever they push him and everything, I think it's just the way he looks. I think I, you can ask Scott. Every time me and Scott will sit down and watch a WWE pay-per-view, it's the one match that I will stop and watch no matter who he's wrestling against, just because I'm interested in seeing how he's going to do it. Because yeah, he, he, he puts something in it unique every differently. Time. But, yeah. yep. He'll take one thing he does, and he makes it unique to that next person in line. And it's the it way wow. his – He does a sound. He makes, it, he makes it a wow moment every time. Well, it's it's kind of like Rey Mysterio, like he he did he does stuff so uniquely that it draws me to it because it, the way he jumps, the way AJ Styles moves, everything is different than what technique says. He's a very untechnically like top flyer to where if you look at Ricochet and stuff like that, that's technique. Like even Jack Evans has got some of that technique. But- for some reason, like I have never been a fan of Randy Orton in the ring. I, he's not bad. I don't think he's a bad wrestler. I'm just never, I don't know. I just never dug him. He has but good like, character. I, in interviews, like when he's on like Stone Cold's podcast or when he was on uh, Pat McAfee's show, I really like the guy. He makes a lot of sense. And I, and that's I, why, that's why I started liking him. You know, agree with everything he says, but just in the ring, I'm just like. When he was young, when he was young and he was doing all the dumb shit and he was in the clubs and they were kind of pulling him out and he was the, I don't like the voices. I kind of lost a a couple percent is yeah. off the voice, but well, the, he, just, Randy, he got, he got that, encouraged to do too much. Woo, he, he got, the Randy, that one I love. That one I saw a documentary, but I saw why he came out of that character, and that was more for his longevity. If he had stayed that character, I don't think Randy would be as sane as he is right now. But the, for the voices was for him to be able to express how he was, and I was like, I get it. I mean, I mean, it's funny how wrestlers use their gimmicks to somehow express and get them give them a path through their real lives because it's the best. Sometimes I mean, they get like, cut, it's caught up in their own shit. It's always the most profitable ones because Sal, I mean, Sal's been doing it a really long time and he's never been like the feature guy. 
And even he'll say, like, NWA, that, that this is a career highlight for him. And it's because he, like, it, he never was a gimmick guy. Like, he had, he, he did great promos. He was yeah, always. Yeah, but I mean, like, even though no, before his, even before this gimmick, the whole, the insane sale that he plays, and he described himself as upbeat, which is, you know, a good thing. But his crazy sale gimmick that he's playing is just, it, it it's allowed him a lot more opportunities because it's been a gimmick that, allows him to do it because sal in my opinion i think i think he'd probably agree with this up until now sal has always had that kiss of death of being a good hand he's a talented wrestler he can work with anybody he can make anybody look good but he wasn't able really to feature himself or have anything that really it was always about the other guy for the most part and now this character is allowing him to showcase what he can do and now the focus is on him and uh, I, I'm looking forward to see where it goes for him. I, I think it's a, a great opportunity. And the NWA uh, is coming along. It's and, a cult following. Yeah. I mean, I, it, it really is. They're building a following, and uh, I'm, I'm glad to see it. I mean, because there needs to be something out there besides WWE and AEW. And I think they're a very strong uh, third alternative of something that's very different from what you're getting from yeah. the other two companies. Well, this is another whole nother conversation I wouldn't mind having with Sal because I've talked to some like some older, older heads like Johnny Swinger and stuff like this about the territories. And I want to see how Sal feels about it because I feel like stuff like NWA coming back opens up the door to have territories. And territories is back in the day. That's how a lot of us guys made money. Like, that was the only way because they had local television deals that allowed them to get paid decent enough money to where they could travel and where they could work out and do fun stuff like that. But that's a whole other conversation. Yep. Territories. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe if we could ever get Shane Knowles to, you know, be more uh, than just uh, once in a lifetime. I was, that was the one question I wanted to ask you on the backside of this is what's the old school uh, dives territory looking like? How's that going? Where are we? Uh, at the next we one of those? I got to get with I got to get with Knowles. We may have the next episode coming up this yeah. Wednesday night. He's the worst. Schedule wise, it should be, but I haven't actually confirmed that with him yet. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. but we'll be uh, if we if we stick to the plan, it should be this Wednesday night, and it'll be okay. about Exotic Adrian Street. Awesome! Nice. Yeah, so Knowles, Knowles, you better stick to the plan, or now we got Sal Renaro in our back pocket. We'll kick you to the curb. Smoke you, smoke will fight that hey, ass. Hey, <laughs> we also have Marv. Don't I like Marv? Like I like Marv. Well, same. see, and Marv was another one because like Sal and Marv are kind of on opposite ends of spectrums. And I'll say this real quick because the shows we're we're almost on the backside of an hour, getting real close to it. But um, Marv spoke in the interview about how he was happy being just the the the, the good, good hand. hand. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, being the good hand and like to where he's getting to live out his dream. And I'm sure that probably comes with age of Sal kind of talking about his legacy and thinking about where his, he is with on those, like where professional wrestling is. But I would like to see, because I mean, five years ago, Sal was more, he was just happy with being a good hand. He went to ROH and had a match with, and it's funny because you know, and you see how humble and how nice the guy is. He walks into a locker room and it's like, he doesn't know those guys. Those guys go out of their way to talk to him. Like it's crazy. I yeah. saw the um, oh man, the Briscoe brothers. I can't remember which Briscoe brother was. Found out, saw on the sheet he was wrestling Sal, and like jumped up and down for joy to just be in the <laughs> ring with the good hand Sal Renaro. Like 
That so, sounds like Mark, if I had to guess. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, and and of course they went out there and he did the little the off the the apron to the floor neck breaker blockbuster gimmick and looked awful. But that's another story for another day. So, but hey, what a great show! We're hey, we're yes. past the hour mark. As I say, like. I've, we don't have anything to. Smokey has nothing planned to try to hit a hard out on. I don't guess so. Unless unless yeah, Mako, we have a, uh... Mako, you want to try to get Smokey through a? You want to see? If you're Smokey not getting me now. You're <laughs> yeah. like you're not making it three weeks in a row. Yeah, is now you got me last trick time. Trick me one nah. time. Trick you called time, time, sir. I know. I'm looking at the size seven o'clock. I was like, no. Nope, hey, hey, that's that's probably the most professional thing you've done. I mean, do you want to? Uh, man, I feel bad because I mean, you didn't get to talk much. I do feel kind of bad. I, I talk just enough, Xander. You can keep trying. Keep what do you time. mean? Go ahead, you, talk you, right had now. A, you had a you had a good weekend, didn't you? You talked about. All right, about ladies it. and gentlemen, we're wrapping this. Hey, up. We're gonna go out on a. You good wanna? Note, you know? You wanna well, like? Hey, you want me to plug do our a, stuff? Plug our stuff. Real quick, what have we got to plug? Bro? Do you not have? Do you Merchandise. Not all stuff? Hang on. Uh, what's up, man? Okay, well, let's talk to Smokey and tell him to pull up some of our YouTube stuff. There's our new YouTube. Oh, social media there flashing in front of. Look at all of our social media, Mako. You want to go through it? You can see it, man. Uh, what do you mean? I'm not going to cut you. Or Smokey's not going to cut you off. I'm not going to cut you off. Gene, you're going to cut him oh, off? I'm not cutting anybody off. Okay. I, I, I haven't been the one doing that, by the way. That's I, been I, Smokey. I would never, yeah. I would never <laughs> dream of cutting anyone off. Yeah, I know. Y'all ain't getting me in trouble no more. I'm tired of it. Okay. You want to hear what I got to say? Nope. So, it's, so do you want to talk about... Um, <laughs> do you, you, Keep trying, Zanders. What's on your mind, man? What's, what's on no, your no, mind? No, no, no. Are you Twitch streaming yet? What's on your mind, Zanders? I've been trying to get you to plug all of your Who's our next guest? Who's, who's yeah, seriously, seriously, what, what's going on next? What's going on next Sunday night, Xanders? Um, Give us a I'm, big tease right now. I'm in conversation. <laughs>